The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode of the Fantasy Football Duo, it's just a solo run today. I am alone. I am solo myself. And today we are going to tier the 2022 wide receivers. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Everybody, happy Saturday, Sunday, whatever day of the week that you are listening. Thank you so much for being in here today with us. That's right. I am solo today. Uh, Ryan is getting married this upcoming Monday. He tried to be here. And I was like, dude, just go. <laughs> just go. You're getting married. That is the absolute priority um, of this of this, uh, of this this weekend for you. Don't sweat recording. I know he tried. I appreciate the effort, but um, he's getting married, and I am absolutely elated for him. I'm happy when our you know our team, uh, you know, gets to have these great personal life achievements. It's really tremendous. Uh, you know, getting married is very you know it's very serious. It's very cool, and uh, he's he's getting married to a great one. So um, happy for him. Absolutely delighted for him. But the show absolutely must go on. Uh, last week we did running back tiers, all five uh, tiers of running backs. There was a lot of names, and if you thought last week had a lot of names, this week has uh, quite the bunch of names as well. It's uh, it's it's pretty dang significant. What we got going on today? I might have actually cut it down just a smidge, just a smidge. Um, let's see, thirty three, sixteen, eighteen, twelve, five. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. At least I think for I think it's well over seventy, which is more than enough for I think any fantasy league. So I think we'll be okay. Um, but yeah, basically it, we're d- doing the same premise that we've done the last two weeks. So uh, you know, tier five. You know, maybe names some people that are you know, their names are attractive. In some sense, and as far as getting some, you know, drafting them in fantasy, picking up off the waiver wire, whatever it may be, but eh, just just stop. One of those kind of things. Tier four, I have a lot in tier four. Talented players, very talented players, some name people who could pan out, who certainly could pan out. Uh, maybe maybe our sleepers. Tier three, this is the lowest, absolute lowest uh, starter worthy. You know, picks. I don't. Know, some of y'all pick weird. I've seen some really weird ways of drafting teams. Uh, if if you're waiting this long to draft a wide receiver one, um, oh boy, you need to go back to the drawing board, or you just lost however much money you pay to get in your league. But these are probably, in my opinion, probably so- solid or decent wide receiver twos. 
um, across fantasy league. That's probably my uh, this is probably my bottom line for for like wide like starting wide receivers week in week out. Um, tier two are the starters. These are the best of the you know some of the best of the best consistent players. They're um, yeah the very very dependable. And then tier one is the ultimate dependable um, pieces and players. So um, should be fun. Should be fun. We have a lot of names to talk about. So let's uh, get to it course it's just myself so uh let's start off with our tier five now tier five consists i have 16 names of tier five players and listen i may have submitted not just in this tier but throughout the game you know throughout this uh i may have forgotten to put certain pieces in that's how forgettable some of them are um use your uh yeah use your Use your discretion when dealing with some of the players that I forgot. You may be like, oh, I forgot this guy. Um, you know, use use your discretion when you when you use some of these people. And listen, this is not gospel as well. As we said at the end of every episode, this is not gospel. This is our opinions to help you form your own opinion on what you should do fantasy-wise. So my tier five, tier five fantasy football players. I got two Green Bay Packers to kick this thing off. I hate, absolutely hate the Green Bay Packers wide receiving room. Sammy Watkins, who is notoriously uh, on IR and maybe good for a big-time catcher to every single season. Sammy, yeah, I despise Sammy Watkins' fan, fantasy value. It is, uh, you know, he got drafted by Buffalo, and maybe there was one or two good years, but this dude constantly fighting himself on the IR you know it's it is what it is it is what it is and I don't know why this was a big time hire I don't know why Aaron Rodgers wanted this maybe um, because they're weird outside the box philosophies on certain things Um, but uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, in most of it but um, Sammy Watkins is a tier five a big stay away from I people will look at Sammy Watkins and be like you know what I, I gotta have I might have to have a piece of this. Sammy Watkins, Aaron Rodgers. Eh, I, I'm just not buying it. Um, and it's a cold, you know, once that, those winter months hit, if he lasts that long, that's not good. It's <laughs> He's got a lot of injuries that are going to be feeling hurt. Uh, Randall Cobb. I, I, I don't get the allure of Randall Cobb. He is next on my list. Randall Cobb has long been, you know, for, for many years, long been a name of a guy who's he's always getting drafted, and I don't know why. I sit there, I watch, I've actually been guilty of drafting him a couple times. It's like, wow, he's really good. What a great name. Uh, player, no, it's not It's not it. It's it's just not it. Randall Cobb, I do not, this is another one that I didn't, I didn't get why Aaron Rodgers stuck his neck out for. Friends, probably, that's probably what the, what the deal is. But as far as performance goes, Randall Cobb has not been great. Um, not, like, historically, I, it, it's, he might have had, like, one solid year. As a as a solid as a starter, let's let me see if I can find some stats here. Yeah, he had one year over two a uh, thousand yards, twenty fourteen, one thousand two hundred eighty seven. He had twelve touchdowns. That was his big year, and honestly, that's carried him a lot. But since then, he has not crossed. Let's see, he had eight hundred twenty eight with Dallas in twenty nineteen. That's not terrible, but a lot of his years have ended under five hundred. So, um, not good as far as yardage goes. Not good, um, and he's not. Yeah, his touchdown is not good. So, uh, 
yeah, not great. All right, next up, Corey Davis. I got Corey Davis on here. Really excited for Corey Davis. Last year going to the Jets, a uh, chance to prove himself. This man has not had over 1,000 yards receiving yet. I know he's still on the young side, but uh, Corey Davis has largely been a letdown. And I was like, yeah, there were some glimmers in the preseason and maybe some kind of special connection between uh, Zach Wilson and Corey Davis, but we just it just never seen the light of day. And uh, I would stay away from Corey Davis. Robbie Anderson is also on my list. I mean, seriously, who's drafting Robbie Anderson at this point? Um, another free guy who's frequently at the top of the waiver wire. Uh, there was a point in time where Robbie Anderson was a solid wide, like backup, like a wide receiver four on your team. Uh, you know, or if you're in a big, deep league, maybe he squeaks up to wide receiver two, but he's only good for it. His big thing is the deep ball. His big thing is the deep ball, and I don't know if he has somebody who can get him the ball uh, It qualified. I know they just acquired Baker Mayfield. That might be helpful. But uh, Robbie Anderson's also not the guy. It's DJ Moore in Carolina. I don't like what Robbie Anderson brings to the table. And um, he's, yeah, it's has left a lot to be desired. Like I said, I, I might have started him in a couple, in a handful of games over the last four years. And it has not been worth it. Maybe, like I said, a deep touchdown pass, and this is, but that's that number's not hitting anymore. Uh, Lavishka Chenault is number five. This draft pick has largely been a bust by the uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and I just I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Two seasons in a row, just over six hundred yards. Um, 2020, yeah, 600 yards, five touchdowns. 2021, last year, the whole Urban Meyer debacle. Played 16 games, started 10 of them. Uh, 63 catches for 619 yards. That's not a whole lot of, it's not great value. That's not really great value at all. So, and yeah, zero touchdowns. So, I'm not excited by LaVishka Chenault anymore. I don't know what happened. Maybe Doug Peterson can get something going, but... As of right now, we have to go on based on what we know. It's it's not very good. Uh, Jalen Ragor. Jalen Ragor. Man, if you're still drafting him, if you still plan to draft him going into this year, bless your soul. Jalen Ragor is oh, he's he's another bust. He is a he's the busty one of the bustiest of the busts um, that I have ever witnessed. It's it's bad. It's really bad. He put up some kind of attitude deal and. Um, you know, about them getting wide receivers. A.J. Brown obviously pushed them down. They went and got Zach Pascal, who's, like, okay, um, pretty good. He was always a good, wide, decent wide receiver, too, in, in Indianapolis. Um, but, yeah, Ragor is uh, not not great. <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't do it. He's, yeah, he couldn't catch syphilis from a crack core. There it is. My once-a-year favorite line about really bad wide receivers. Um, yeah, let me take a look at Jalen Ragor's st- statistics over the last couple of years. I mean, listen, they've been hurting. They've been hurting. The Eagles have been hurting for good wide receiver play. Yeah, it ain't it. 396, 31 catches for 396 in 2020, 33 catches for 299 yards in 2021. That's gross. Now nah, I'm good. And the end, there's some injury concerns, too. Stay away from uh, this guy. He's on a brand-new team this year. He's playing for the Buffalo Bills. I'm looking at Jamison Crowder, 
who uh, I believe he's wide receiver four, three or four, technically speaking. Uh, you know, Crowder, he had it's not it's not really been good. <laughs> it's not really been good. He's never crossed. Uh, he's never had more than eight hundred and fifty yards. 847, technically, uh, if I really want to narrow it down. Uh, over his career, he's been around the league. This is going to be his eighth year. Um, and, you know, he's a solid backup hand, which I think is why they signed him. But listen, the offense runs through Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. That's how it is. And Gabe Davis is an emerging star. You got Dawson Knox. Um, Crowder is somebody who's maybe a good backup hand in some instances, but I just, I don't. I, I don't know how well he's going to do. I don't know how well he's going to do this uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, not looking forward to Jameson Crowder. I know he's not somebody at the top of many people's list, but uh, next one is Miko Hardman. Now, Miko Hardman might get the call in a little bit in, in some instances because there's no Tyreek Hill. He's familiar with the offense, but... Uh, Miko Hardman has never been somebody who screams, okay, got to have him in fantasy. Um, another one who's constantly at the top of the waiver wires year in and year out. Not really uh, not really high on him. Uh, Nico Collins, who I got to double check. I believe he's down in Houston. Yeah, he was in Houston. Uh, he had 33 catches for 446 yards. Eight games started, 14 games played. One touchdown, possibly, uh, maybe in the sleeper department, but I, I just don't like Houston's wide receiver room. That's I think it's simply put. Sterling Shepard I'm going to put in here as well. Sterling Shepard, um, he was a fantasy darling many, many years ago. Um, back when OBJ was his number one, Eli was his quarterback. I can't believe he's still in New York. Um, he's another one, though, uh, who has not been – over a thousand yards, and I feel like that's an easier and easier benchmark. The more, um, the further, you know, the more modern we go, because of the rules that help quarterbacks and, and offenses pretty much flourish. Um, never been, never been in a thousand yard receiver. Closest year was uh, two thousand and eighteen, eight hundred seventy two yards, four touchdowns, sixty six catches. So. That was his best year. Sterling Shepard still floating around. It's not even just him and his, you know, some of his inconsistent performances on a fantasy. I mean, there's been some really doozies. He's only played one full year, and that was 2018. Uh, but the quarterback play is very, very concerning. Uh, Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys is still floating around there. Adam Humphreys, uh, for like two weeks, like four or five years ago, was like, whoa, that's fun. He had a couple big game performances. I think it was, yeah, 2018 in Tampa. I uh, spent 2021 in Washington. I know there's a lot of court QB issues there. Um, he's actually, who is he with right now? He might be a free. He might be a free. Where is he? I have no idea. He showed up on a list of uh, fantasy quarterbacks and just, or fantasy wide receivers, and I'm just like, uh, uh, 41 catches last year for 383 yards. He didn't have any touchdowns. That's concerning. You know, maybe uh, maybe Carson helps. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not going to put faith in that. 
I'm not going to put faith in that. Uh, Devontae Parker, who now finds himself in New England. New England, he was traded. Uh, he was traded this past year. He was traded this uh, this past offseason to go there. I think he was traded for a sixth-round pick. Uh, Devontae Parker, man, what a what a what a ride. He had there's been a lot of ups, there's been a lot of downs. 2019 was his best year by far. That was the Ryan Fitzpatrick year where they pretty much were tanking for Tua. And that was his best year by a long shot. 1202 passing uh, receiving yards and nine touchdowns with 72 catches. Um his problem frequently. Yeah, he only played in well, he started 14 games that year too. Um his biggest problem has always been the injuries. I think he's a very talented wide receiver. I think he's a, he's a very talented re- receiver. He can be. But his injuries are, you know, frequent. You can't depend on that. And I don't know. I I really don't like New England's wide receiver room either. Uh, Zay Jones, I, I'm not buying this one. I'm not buying this one at all. Um yeah, I'm not touching Zay Jones with a 10-foot pull. Uh, $10 million a year down in Jacksonville. It's his newest team. He's never uh, – his m- biggest year was 2018 in Buffalo. 652 yards and seven touchdowns and 56 catches. That was with Josh Allen's rookie season. Um, I'm not trusting it. I'm not trusting it. Waiver wire, wait on that. But, um, yeah, not not sold on Zay Jones being a guy. He, I mean, he phased – he his signing essentially phased Lavishka Chenault out, and I still don't have any faith in Zay Jones. Um, couple other ones, couple other ones that I'm, you know, some name ones. These ones hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put T. Y. Hilton at a tier five. I'm gonna put T. Y. Hilton at tier five. Uh, I'm sad that his career is paying out the way that it has. He's nearing. Um, he's nearing. I think ten thousand yards. I don't know. He's, he's a free right now. But T.Y.'s issues have largely been injuries. Um, it's sad because four or five years ago, he's, he was one of the best. In 2016, he was one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, I think he led in receiving yards. But since then, uh, it's just been frequent injuries, unfortunately. Uh, and you can't. It's hard to compete with that. I'm also going to put somebody like him in Julio Jones. I'm going to put Julio Jones as a tier five. His value has fallen tremendously. He's a free agent currently, too. Maybe there's some magic if the Colts sign him and he gets reunited with Matt Ryan, but it'll never, ever be what he used to. Julio Jones, a big-time name. People went for him last year in Tennessee, uh, and he may, he maybe played half half of the games of the season. I'm sorry, but Julio's, uh, Julio's lot, it's, it's, it's never coming back. Sorry. People will draft him still, but it's not coming back. Uh, my last one for Tier 5, I'm going to go Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, uh, I believe he is with the Washington Commanders. I believe. And he really doesn't even have any stats. I think he's brand spanking new. Yeah, he was just drafted this year. Um yeah, some concerns there. With uh, we already know what Carson Wentz is as a passer, so Jahan Dotson is going to be tier five. All right, we got a lot of names to talk about in tier four, so I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible. I know that tier five went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but um, let's go through it. Tier four is the 
is the biggest one. I have 33 names here for Tier 4. And these are people that, again, I said, mentioned it could be sleepers. We don't know uh, where their strengths really lie. Um, just a lot of concerns and situations. So Tier 4 for me, I'm going to start off uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster. All right. Juju could be all right this year. He could be okay this year. Um, being wide receiver one has never been a strong point for him, and the injuries have kind of picked up in recent years. I do not trust Juju Smith-Schuster, even with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Um, and also, I think, too, this this whole situation reminds me a lot of um, like a New England running back room. You know what I mean? Where a couple years ago, they had really talented running backs. They were all good, but you couldn't just pick one. Uh, this is kind of where I feel with with maybe the Chiefs wide receiving room. Uh, number two is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a guy who's never really ever been a superstar but signed a big-time deal to go to um, to go to Kansas City and be uh, you know, and contribute to that offense. Not sold on it. Not sold at all. Uh, number three. Number three is Traylon Burks, the replacement for A.J. Brown. They traded A.J. Brown, and they picked up Traylon Burks, and this dude is not having a good minicamp, training camp, none of that. It's not going good. Apparently weight issues, asthma, it's not great. He will get targets. He will get looks because he is filling in for that role, and Titans are very wide receiver needy, whether you want to admit it or not, but Traylon Burks is here, rookie out of uh, wherever. Uh, Tyler Lockett is going to take a hit for me this year. He's tier four. Did some solid things with uh, Russell Wilson under center, but Lockett's been around for a little while. And um, and obviously we know that the, the quarterback room is not great. They're going to roll with Geno Smith and Drew Locke this year. Um, yeah, he's gotten 1,000 yards over the last three seasons. Maybe he gets close to that this year, but um, he start, he's hitting that twilight year of 30 which doesn't sound old because I just hit 31, but uh, but it's it's hard. It's hard to imagine some of these you know wide receivers succeeding as well. And Lockett's had some had some good games and had some really bad games. Um, so could be a sleeper, one to keep in your eye on late round, uh, later rounds draft pick perhaps. Uh, five is Devonte. Five of tier four. And these are no no specific order, but that's how I have them listed. I have Kendrick Bourne here. Again, it's another Patriots kind of issue thing. <laughs> uh, it just Kendrick Bourne's never really slapped. 800 yards last year, but um, sleep, sleeper category. That's why I got him there. Uh, Jacoby Meyer is also down in New England. Guy, I think he caught his first touchdown pass last year. I think that was the big story. Um yeah, no touchdowns the previous two years. Got it last year. Big part of Mac Jones' uh, growth and, and development. Uh, Adam Thielen's a tier four for me, too. He's lost a lot of his luster. Uh, just getting up there in age. It is what it is. It, it's one of those things that just naturally happens. And, uh, yeah, Thielen's kind of waned on me over the last several years. Uh especially with the emergence of Justin Jefferson. Thielen was like a wide receiver one like three, four years ago, and then Jefferson came along, and it's it's him by a, a, a country mile. Marvin Jones Jr., that one hasn't really necessarily panned out down in um, down in Jacksonville. Could be, though, with the new head coach. Uh, 
I know a lot of people. I drafted Marvin Jones Jr. high last year, expecting a lot. You know, he gets the the uh, the next big thing in, in Trevor Lawrence, and just last year wasn't great. Uh, Chase Claypool comes in at number. Uh, well, it doesn't matter what number he comes in at tier four for me. Chase Claypool is interesting. He's not the like he's not wide receiver one for me in Pittsburgh. I think many would agree with that. Uh, loves to talk, loves to talk, and I get that. Made some stellar catches his rookie season, but uh, quarterback play plus his own inconsistencies. I don't trust Chase Claypool. Um, I'm maybe outside of Deontay Johnson. I'm staying away from a lot of the Pittsburgh wide receivers this year until I see more. Until I see more. Um, Alan Lazard comes in. Another Green Bay guy. Again, hate their wide receiver room this year. Absolutely horrendous. Uh, it's it's not good. It's not great. Um, Alan Lazard comes in here. He's never been a fantasy guy. He might have some boosted value uh, this year without Devontae Adams, but I don't see a whole lot. Michael Gallup, the man who basically phased out Amari Cooper, he's going to be wide receiver two this year for the Cowboys. Gallup is another one who's never, like, you know, again, maybe it's his time to shine. I, I maybe, maybe they see something in him that obviously we're not seeing, and obviously they're you know around it a lot more. He had eleven hundred plus yards in twenty nineteen. He's coming off of an injury though. He only started in eight games, played in nine, four hundred forty five yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Cowboys handed him a pretty pretty good contract. So. I just, eh, I don't get it. I didn't get it. I know Amari Cooper wanted out, but I feel like there was better talent to pay than Michael Gallup. Tyler Boyd comes in at a tier four as a possible sleeper pick. He did get some good yardage last year. Defenses are going to change the way that they approach the Cincinnati Bengals, and unfortunately Boyd is kind of that guy who will suffer the most from it. Um, Suffer the most from it. It's the way it is, but... Again, sleeper category. Could be really fun to watch. Next up, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry goes out of New Orleans and quarterback issues puts a quarterback stuff puts a play in this, right? We want to see, we want to have make sure Jameis is maintaining his health. And I think that could be a good thing for Jarvis. Jarvis, it's been a couple years since Jarvis has really, really produced. Um, I know they're gonna lean on him heavily without Michael Thomas, uh, when if he ever comes back, but Jarvis is a pretty solid entry here at Tier 4. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. I believe he went to the Giants last year and got paid an exorbitant amount of money. Didn't get a single touchdown. Didn't get a single touchdown. That doesn't bode fantasy draft pick for me. Garrett Wilson, 15. Jets on offense is uncertain. So I, I, I uh, exercise caution. With with Jets players too, with certain Jets players. I don't. We don't know. What we have in Zach Wilson. Everybody says he's going to take a leap. I don't know. Uh, it didn't see a whole lot of promise at all last year. So we'll see. Uh, Sky Moore, Chiefs' newest draft pick, uh, newest wide receiver, could be turn out to be something good. I just, uh, you know, it's it's. Trust me, his quarterback is not an issue in this one, but it is the crowded wide receiver room of pieces that uh, has me as. Has me putting him as a sleeper. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is next. Brandon Ayuk has been kind of hit or miss. Not bad. Not bad. Not a bad player at all. But he's obviously not the guy. Uh, not the guy. He had eight, uh, he's, 
decent yardage totals over the last couple of years, but um, it, troubles about you know we don't know what the quarterback room is going to look like. Apparently, it is going to be the Trey, Trey Lance season, um, so that is that is the biggest concern and it, concern or uh, you know a bit of hope for maybe Brandon Ayuk to, to finally cross that thousand yard mark. Russell Gage, he is now down in Tampa Bay. He goes from Atlanta to Tampa Bay. He's going to be a nice cog in the wheel. Um, uh, should be a cog in the wheel, but there are better options at wide receiver for the Bucs. Uh, Alec Pierce, I'm going to give a shout-out to the Colts. He's probably going to be slated to be wide receiver, too, in Indy, unless something changes, unless somebody gets signed. Uh, Pierce is coming out of Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sorry, I'm not really big with these college teams, but... Um, but yeah, he's got a you know nice cerebral quarterback of Matt Ryan throwing to him. Could could be good, could be bad, could be you know could be a lot of things. DJ Chark, tier four, I'm gonna place him in. Uh he is going to Detroit this year and help bolstering that offense, which um is coming around a long, a long ways. Uh, Jared Goff is gonna be throwing the ball. Uh Chark fell off the last couple of years, but uh when he first came out, he was a he was a hit. But since then, it's been uh, largely, you know, the, the new regime hasn't really helped him. I think he has had an injury or two along the way. Chris Olave, the newest New Orleans Saints wide receiver. Lord, do they need help there. Um, sleeper pick there. Uh, sleeper kind of rookies are so concerning unless they're even highly, you know, highly touted. Um, Olave was one of the better wide receivers in this draft class, but. Um, we're gonna we're gonna leave that to to see what happens. Robert Woods is now in Tennessee, coming off of an ACL injury. Robert Woods has uh, been largely dependable, been largely dependable, and uh, <laughs> I don't I I risk he's probably gonna it, again sleeper category. That's why he's here because something could good could happen. He might end up being wide receiver one this year in Tennessee if Traylon Burks is not paying out the way that they think, which is really insane. Think about Robert Woods has been so good and consistent over the years. Last year was his big, I mean, biggest injury, biggest hit to him. Um, started asking for call for, for plays, asked for the ball. Cooper cup was getting everything. And uh, Robert Woods was, uh, it was kind of, and he had one good game, one good game and a half. And uh, it was kind of hit or miss after that. It was kind of hit or miss after that. Then once OBJ was in the in the discussion, he got hurt and and whatnot. So uh, tr- next up, Traquan Smith, another Saints wide receiver, kind of holding it down a little bit. He's never crossed that 500 yard plateau yet, so that's why it's concerning. Um, only played in eleven games, started six last year, so. Uh, Zach Pascal, who goes to Philadelphia, like I said, he's probably going to be wide receiver three in in Philadelphia. Back with his uh, old head coach, so um, oh, with his old offensive coordinator. Pardon me. So we'll see how that pans out. Tim Patrick, who was Mister Dependable for a little while, Tim Patrick's value could go up if Jerry Judy is uh, not the guy. If Jerry Judy's legal situation does not figure itself out. Brian Edwards was traded to Atlanta. Could be one of Marcus Mariota's favorite guys. Um, could be. That wide receiver room is a big old mess and something that I would largely stay away from. Largely stay away from. Um, Khalif Raymond, who's probably going to be, could be wide receiver three in in Detroit. Once that, uh, I believe it's Jamison Williams gets going. I know he's recovering from a big, uh, a huge injury. 
once he gets going, Khalif Raymond could be phased out, but for the time being, you will you should get at, at least half a season, if not a little bit more, with Khalif Raymond as a as a decent sleeper pick. Uh, this one hurts. This one hurts. Uh, I'm wor- I'm concerned about OBJ. One because he's not on a team yet, and that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Uh, but those Achilles, ACL injuries, whatever it's been, that is worrisome. So I don't want my basic thing with this is I know OBJ can be a fantastic player. I know he can be a, a fantastic player, but don't overvalue him just yet. If people are gonna want to grab him in the second, you know, is there a wide receiver two and three? Seriously, just let him. Just let him do it. Don't take that bait. Um, you know, people will take him if he falls to you in the later rounds. He's still sitting there. And you think he could be worth something? Then take him. But I, I just, I don't want people to reach for names anymore. That's my biggest deal with fantasies. I don't want people to reach for names. Uh, Rondale Moore in Arizona could have some good upside with DeAndre Hopkins situation, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Drake London, Atlanta, again sleeper, not the best quarterback play, uh, rookie. Going in for him with that, we just don't know what he is. Uh, Christian Watson, who is might have might be the most curious of all of the uh, Green Bay Packers draft picks as far as what he can bring. You know, he, they need him, <laughs> they need him, but again, unsure. Van Jefferson is a tier uh, four for me. Is a tier four. They that Rams room is pretty dang good. Jefferson could pan out. They might bring it back OBJ, but they got a good wide receiver room. And then Cam Sims uh, at 33. All right, enough of that. We're going out of Tier 3 now. All right, this is where things get uh, a little interesting. A little interesting. All right. I'm going to start off with my spiciest take. All right, I'm shitting on my own team. Michael Pittman is a Tier 3 wide receiver one. Tier three. Well, not wide receiver one, but, but wide receiver. All right. Uh, he barely crossed 1,000 yards last year when he was Carson Wentz's favorite target. And, yes, Carson Wentz is gone. Um, but Wentz loved to throw to him, made some spectacular catches. Me, on a personal level, I am not sold on Michael Pittman as a wide receiver one in the National Football League. Not yet. I need a little bit more. Maybe it happens this year with Matt Ryan, who's a much better passer. Doesn't necessarily have the deep ball. Uh, Matt Ryan is going to spread the ball around, though. That is the thing. Uh, Matt Ryan is going to spread the ball around. It's not Carson Wentz making one read, and that's Michael Pittman. It's going to be Matt Ryan looking around. So uh, that is concerning to me for Michael Pittman's fantasy usage. Um, you know, it, He's not going to be somebody that I reach for. Myself, I'm not going to go and try and grab Michael Pittman, but uh, yeah, I just um, I, I'm not sold on him. Here's another spicy take here: DeAndre Hopkins, y'all. Uh, listen, dude ain't right. All right, love DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers of all time, all time as far as talent, but production the last couple of years not so great. Round one, round two, going off the board. He's already dealing with a suspension this year. All right, and again, his health is concerning. The last couple of years, I feel, he's, he's never really hit his stride because of injuries. Um, 
let's look at some of his stats the last couple of years. I mean, 2020 was really good, all right, healthy. But, um, you know, he missed a lot of games. He missed seven games last year, 572. That That's concerning to me. That is concerning to me. I love D-Hop. I really do. Um, but, yeah, it, so think about that, though. Missed seven games, 500 – Played in 10 games last year, started 10 games, 572 yards. You're taking six away from him automatically. And, again, you always have to be concerned about injuries. Don't reach for DeAndre Hopkins. Do not reach. Mike Williams, another one, tier three, middle of the pack in in a good way and with huge upside, too, with huge upside. Justin Herbert made Mike Williams a star last year. Uh, There was a stretch of games where it wasn't so great. But uh, I really like the prospect of Mike Williams um, as a Tier 3 guy. Uh, Cortland Sutton comes in at number 4 for me. I, I, I had so, mon- so many expectations. I know Cortland Sutton's been dealing with one of the worst quarterback situations in the National Football League for his entire career. He does have rust, which is a good upside. Um, but Cortland Sutton has never really – it's been a while since he's blown me away. You know, we did some film study on him. Very lazy route running. Very lazy, giving up ints in the red zone. You can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, but hopefully, with Russ under center, it helps elevate. Um, it helps elevate Cortland Sutton. I really, I, I, I hope it does because I like Cortland. He was my, I drafted. He was probably sour grapes. I drafted him as a wide receiver one a couple years ago, third overall pick. The sky was the limit, and uh, ever since then, it's been kind of miserable. Uh, Amari Cooper is tier three. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what you see in Amari Cooper. I don't. I don't anymore. Uh, his best years are certainly behind him. Uh, you know, it, it. Yes, he's crossed at the thousand yard mark, but I just there's been nothing that's excited. You know, really truly excited me. Eight touchdowns last year, 865 yards, uh, 68 catches. That's I don't know what the catch percentage is. But I, I, I'm over Amari Cooper. I, I'm a, I'm I'm kind of over him. His his best games are are pretty good, and his worst games are really really bad. And you can't depend on a guy. You I can't put him in a wide in a tier two or tier one class. I just I can't I can't. And plus he's probably not getting Deshaun Watson throwing the ball. It's Jacoby Brissett, and those years weren't great. I can tell you as a Colts fan. Um, love Jacoby. Love what he meant to the organization, but. Um, but yeah, Amari, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it with Amari Cooper anymore. I'm sorry. I, and that's not me shitting on him personally or professionally. I just, I, I'm, I'm looking out for your money. All right. I, I, I hate being that guy to say things like controversial stuff like that, but it's, it's the truth. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, who is, uh, down in Houston. I think that was one of the few people that they, uh, extended actually, um, He's been around for a little while. He's Houston's number one guy. Crossed 1,000 yards last year, and I think that's a pretty safe bet this year to just cross that 1,000-yard mark. I love Davis Mills. I do. Uh, Cooks has some injury issues, injury history as well. So that's what concerns me, and he's his play is the bomb. His play is the big bomb. 90 catches, though, last year. A uh, big-time target, 134 targets, 90 catches. So uh, I love Brandon Cooks, and I, I think, I think when when he hits, it's it's worth it uh, to put him in a tier three. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to Arizona. It's going to be a big, uh, you know, big improvement. He's crossed the thousand yard mark in previous seasons with Lamar Jackson and that run heavy offense. But Marquise Marquise Brown, um, I think he's going to be a big time contributor. Tier three is not an insult. 
at all. Uh, tier, uh, let's see, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis is one of the higher tier threes who could be a could move up to a tier two um, if the Bills start hot with him. Last year, I had a post a published an article through Bills Wire because I was like, "What's going on? Why are you not using Gabriel Davis? It's you're paying you're you're using Emmanuel Sanders. You got this kid on a rookie contract, and you're not doing anything with them. Gabriel Davis, use him out of the gate. He's going to be a stud. Um, Tier three is probably undervaluing him a little bit, but again, it's it's based on what the Bills do and their new offensive coordinator. Uh, Jerry Judy is here at tier three. I don't know what's going on with Jerry Judy, but uh, I have an asterisk next to him. Could be something pretty good um, if he plays. He's probably he's probably the one that would benefit the most from uh, from Russell from Russell Wilson. But that is if Jerry Judy makes it to the field. Uh, Elijah Moore who is for the Jets, you know, he was probably the Jets' favorite, you know, Zach Wilson's favorite target, and, you know, maybe maybe gets better. Started six games, played an 11 last year, 538 yards, five touchdowns. Um, I anticipate the offense getting a little bit better as the system gets understood, but, um, yeah, that one might be a little overvalued. Might be a little overvalued. Rashad Bateman, who is now basically wide receiver one in Baltimore. The Marquise Brown uh, move moves him up. And uh, just got to play more games. Started four, played in 12. Not great stats, but uh, Rashad Bateman is now the guy. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think this one's a little sneaky. I think this one could be a lot bigger than... Uh, maybe even I'm leading on to, and a lot of people, other people see. I'm on Ross St. Brown's back half year last year was uh, chef's kiss. I think that I'm on Ross St. Brown has the opportunity to do, and finish up in a tier two kind of way. I'm really excited for him. Uh, really, really excited for for his production. They have good wide, you know, alternate wide receiver help. You know, it, but I'm on Ross the dude. He's the guy uh, right now in. In Detroit, and I think it's only going to be, you know, it's going to be uber beneficial. Uh, Allen Robinson is next for me. He is going to the Rams, and he's going to be, uh, again, I think it might be only a matter of time before they sign OBJ. But right now, he is wide receiver two on paper. Could earn it. Health issues, you know, recent years, but he's still produced even with some rough uh, QB play. And I'm excited for him to be teamed with Matthew Stafford. I think it's a really good career move for him and good for his fantasy value. You know, people he was a he was upper echelon uh wide receiver you know just a couple years ago. So uh Chris Godwin at uh comes in at tier three for me as well. Chris Godwin is um you know, been consistent, workhorse. Uh, I think he got. I think he finally got his contract this year. So uh, hopefully that bodes good. You know, good things for him. Uh, Michael Thomas also comes in at this number as well. Health issues are a big thing. Uh, probably the biggest factor in this, uh, of course, the, the the quarterback play. What is Jameis Winston going to be? That is uh, where I sit with Michael Thomas. Darnell Mooney is here at uh, in tier three as well. I like Darnell Mooney. Uh, I don't like his quarterback right now. Um, not on a personal level, but as far as play and fantasy goes, it's uh, it, I, don't, I don't know if it bodes well. But Darnell Mooney is kind of the guy. Um, Christian Kirk is a tier three. Playing it safe, maybe a wide receiver two. 
maybe a flex. I wouldn't put. I'm not touching Christian Kirk personally. Never hit a thousand yards. Closest was like nine hundred. Um, but he's being paid to be the guy in Jacksonville next year, so we shall see. T. Higgins just comes in at tier three. T. Higgins comes in at tier three. He's going to benefit a uh, a bunch from you know just being behind Jamar Chase and, and letting that whole thing go out. I still think that you know it's Bengals' offense is going to be a little bit different this year. They're going to have to approach it differently, but that is that. And uh, Devontae Smith comes in at tier three for me, and I think that could be tier two with AJ Brown taking some targets off of him. All right, tier two. Tier two. All right. There's going to be some controversial takes in this one, too. Controversial takes in this one, too. All right. So the difference between tier one and tier two for me are just spectacular performances, right? Um, Absolutely mind-blowing, taking-the-game-over performances. All right. Some of these guys, a lot of the guys in tier one are like that dude are that dude on their team. So the guys in tier two, they're that dude. But um, there's also other pieces to kind of help spread things out. And actually their presence benefit more so benefit. It, it will benefit some of the underneath guys. So really, really, really controversial stuff here. I'm going to start off with tier two with Stefan Diggs. All right. Stefan Diggs was fantastic last year. Do not, do not get me wrong. He's Josh Allen's favorite target. Signed a massive extension. I don't want you to take anything away from that. Um, but comparatively to some of our tier one guys, some of our tier one names, uh, the performance was kind of, you know, it, it didn't quite hit that mark. And like I said, he had a great year last year, 103 catches, 1,225 yards and 10 touchdowns. It was, I mean, that's astounding, but again, it's, it's, there was very rarely was there like a mind blowing over the top performance this is this is really spicy this is really spicy um let's see here trying to find they have game logs let's see 2021 game logs let's see what he got his best game all right so this is where my issues with stefan diggs come from all right he had two games for as many yards as he got Last year, he had two games over 100. All right, you get what I'm saying now? Get what I'm putting out there? Two games over 100 yards. 114 versus Houston, which anybody can, almost anybody can do that. And he put up 162 versus the Jets last year. All right, this is what I'm getting at. That ain't those aren't wide receiver one outputs, all right, or tier one outputs for fantasy wide receivers. If I start, all right, let's take a look at this one, and maybe I'm being nitpicky here, but I'm just trying to. If I start, if I draft Stephon Diggs high, and he puts up a four catch, twenty three yard performance, two touchdowns, not bad, like he did against the Colts last year. I'm going to be pissed. If you're playing against the Dolphins in a five-catch, 40-yard performance and a, and a touchdown, which is nice, against the Dolphins, I'm going to be pissed. All right, Stephon Diggs is tier two. Sorry. Great wide receiver. Absolutely great. But I can't 
I, I can't go into a, a, a season. He could be your wide receiver one, but I mean that like, again, it's consistent performance. I just I can't do that to myself. I can't do. That. I would be frustrated as hell if I drafted Stephon Diggs with my first overall pick in fantasy and I got some of those performances. Just saying, just saying. Uh, Tyree Kill is a tier two. Tyree Kill is a tier two for me. All right, Tyree Kill is fine. Bills fans probably want me to go and look through his stuff too. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of the, uh, that's that's kind of one of those things. He's got to get the targets, um, but Stephon Diggs is probably my co- most controversial one of this bunch, and that's why I wanted to do that. Um, Tyree Kill is going to the Dolphins, and you know, Bills fans are going to be like, "Oh, oh, you, Stephon Diggs, but 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 Tua." To a, nah, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Speed burners, yard after catch, that's the thing. Um, Tyree Kill and uh, I do have Jalen Waddell in here as well. They're, they're going to be just fine. Just fine. Um, Mike Evans, big-time target. All right, big-time target. Big touchdown threat. That's where Mike Evans' uh, strength really, truly lies is the touchdowns and the catches. And the catches. Uh, and he's also been consistent over the thousand yard mark, but again, there's been some really lousy games. Didn't a couple years ago he put up like a uh, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns, like stat line? That's hilarious. But yeah, Hunter Renfro, who finished last year really, really strong, uh, ended up becoming Derek Carr's favorite weapon. Uh, Renfro is going to be, I think he's going to be just fine. If anything, Devontae Adams' presence there is uh, is only going to. Uh, help out Hunter Renfro, and I, I can see him being a uh, uh, having just as successful of a year. Hopefully, uh, sometimes with these guys, sometimes with players, contracts don't pan out the way that we hope. Um, but I really like what Hunter Renfro brings to the Raiders this year. Therefore, he is in tier two. Keenan Allen is upper echelon. Um, you know, tier two for me. What one of the most disrespected wide receivers of all time. A couple of the sites I was looking on, just for a point of reference, had him in like tier three, four, five, depending on, I mean, some of them, they, they had like 10 tiers, mind you, but Keenan Allen was just frequently slept on. Um, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys, I am I was fringe, going to put him three, fringe, because he has a lot of drop issues, but he's kind of the guy. Uh, D.J. Moore. DJ Moore. I don't know if Baker Mayfield helps DJ Moore or not, but um, I just uh, DJ Moore is a baller. Dude is frequently over a thousand yards, and he's and he's done it with you know just not great quarterback play. Baker could Baker's probably a step up, a little bit. I know he's probably a one or two game win difference for the for Panthers, but um, we'll we'll see. Baker's got a. Big chip on his shoulder. Deontay Johnson here at number nine. Well, again, sorry. Numbers don't matter. I'm just going by what I have listed here. No specific order. Tier two. Deontay Johnson is where he belongs um, here. He's going to be a favorite target, whether it's Mason Rudolph or, or Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. Deontay Johnson is really, really good. Uh, DK Metcalf. And I had trouble putting DK Metcalf here because DK Metcalf, oh dear God, um, he gets overdrafted quite a bit. He could probably be a tier three, probably be a tier three, especially with the way that the quarterback room looks this year. Especially, um, Terry McLaurin's a tier two. 
All right. The way I see it, Terry McLaurin has produced with uh, with subpar QB play. All right, as he's done that, uh, Terry McLaurin is getting. He's going to benefit the most from Carson Wentz. Let's just say that. If Michael Pittman had as many yards as he did with uh, Carson Wentz under center last year. Terry McLaurin should eat. Uh, Terry McLaurin is a game-changing type wide receiver when he's available, and I think it might be, you know, it might be his better year. And A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is going to be wide receiver one uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts uh, is going to, you know, it's going to benefit Jalen Hurts maybe a lot more than Jalen Hurts benefits A.J. Brown, but I still think he's going to get a lot of targets. Jalen Hurts is really developing uh, into a very solid wide receiver, so. Uh, or quarterback. My God, I said that so casually. All right, last one, the smallest tier. But, of course, this is the best of the best. All right. Devontae Adams, no-brainer there. Constantly produced Aaron Rodgers. I, listen, just Derek Carr is not as bad as you think he is. All right, he's not as bad as you think he is. I want you to go sit and watch Derek Carr and play football. Not just last year, but in previous years. But also keep in mind his lack of help um, that his franchise has put around him, or not put around him per se. Devontae Adams is going to be just fine with Derek Carr under center. Just fine. Cooper Cup, how could you not believe in Cooper Cup after the MVP-type year that he put on last year? Now, I'm serious. He was MVP-caliber wide receiver. Probably should have won it. You know, Rodgers is a safe choice. Cooper Cup was definitely deserving, though. Jamar Chase. All right, Jamar Chase blew everybody's expectations out of the water. Um, I don't think this is going to be a one-and-done type thing. The, 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 the connection between Joey B, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase is certainly special. Justin Jefferson is in a Tier 1 for me as well. Uh, Kirk, while you may view him as a bad real-life quarterback... <laughs> He puts up numbers. Minnesota long, has long struggled defensively. All right, so they play behind a bunch. And uh, Justin Jefferson over the last couple of years has been the biggest benefactor. Kirk is a frequent 4,000-plus yard passer. And uh, Justin Jefferson has eaten, you know, has probably the biggest percentage of it. That was one of the best trades that they, they, they made. It benefited both Buffalo and um Buffalo and Minnesota greatly by by moving digs for that uh, for that specific draft pick. So Justin Jefferson and then Debo Samuel, who's the ultimate weapon. Um, the only thing I'm worried about with Debo Samuel is his not wanting to be a running back wide receiver, basically a special utility player, um, but a really 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 good utility player. I am worried about that instance, um, but you know all these. There's so many mixed reports. I hate the media so much sometimes. Um, but Debo is the is the guy in San Francisco. Um, if things are going, you know, things are going to be good with Trey Lance, then Trey Lance is going to use him a lot. Um, if Debo actually ends up getting moved, because from what I understand, he has not withdrawn his uh, his trade his trade request. If he does get moved, depending on where he goes, he is going to be the ultimate weapon. Um, Debo is is fantastic. So. There it is. We got through it. If you made it, if you sat through um, all the tier four 
stuff. There's a lot of names. Again, it was probably a little unnecessary. But um, we are all the way through. And again, that's what I feel. That's how I feel. That's how I look at things. Nothing we say on this show is, is gospel. Nothing that we say on the show is gospel. It's what we feel. It's what we see. This is called the two-point conversation because people have good points all the time. Just because somebody has a different opinion, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Um, and that's what we do this for. We want to help, you know, maybe we say something that like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Or maybe something you disagree with. Either way, in your opinion, it helps you. If you disagree with me about Stefan Diggs, all right, then I just helped you make your decision to pick Savon Diggs even higher. I just solidified it for you. But if you agree with me, you know, uh, it, it, I mean, you can't go wrong really either way. But that's that. This is why we do this show. All right, it, I, the Facebook page has been nuts lately. Um, so many arguments and and whatnot. It's football. It's pro football. I I get it. I understand. It's 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 a rough and rowdy conversation. We're trying to change it though. That's what two-point has always been. We're trying to change it to be more understanding um, of each other. Football is my universal language. I love to chat with people about football. If I can't connect with you, if I can't have a reasonable conversation about football with you, I don't want to talk to you about football. I'm not down with all this yelling shit. So um, this is where I come from, wide receiver tears. Ryan will be off next week. I'll be tearing off uh, tight ends. That one is going to be awesome. Ugly, probably, uh, but much le- many less tight ends, which is a good thing. Probably, definitely not seventy. Definitely, I'm definitely not going through seventy tight ends. Thank you so much. Appreciate you tuning in. And on behalf of myself, till next time, the two point conversation is good.